This is Peak Earth. I'm Case Bradford. Thank you for tuning in to this episode with Andy Schoonauer. He is the founder of Crowd Health, which is an absolutely amazing innovation. It's an alternative to health insurance, and he's created a membership-based community that covers the cost of accidents when they occur. It's best for healthy small business owners and entrepreneurs because many of the health insurance options that are available are absolutely terrible. And this is what Andy experienced firsthand as an entrepreneur and then decided, hey, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to create a better way. He took his pain, turned it into purpose, and is on a mission to provide this amazing new thing called Crowd Health. And I am not an affiliate. This you know podcast I wanted to make sure it didn't sound like an infomercial because it really is absolutely amazing what he's doing and health insurance, sure, it's most people, I think, find it pretty boring and terrible. So we, we touch on that just a little bit and then we provide some context as to what Andy is doing. The principles there are very solid and awesome. They can be applied to other areas of life. How can we leverage the power of community and creativity to create a cooler world? And Andy's absolutely doing that with Crowd Health and I was inspired by this conversation and his enthusiasm, courage, and creativity are contagious. There is a link down below to check out Crowd Health and a coupon code to join. It's, the code is raw milk, which it's not an affiliate code. It's just there for anyone who wants to get started and check it out because it really is a powerful alternative. I had someone tell me the other day that even though they don't have health insurance, they are charged a fee by their state and Crowd Health is still a lower cost higher value alternative which is absolutely awesome so it's good to get the news out there and with that being said deeply appreciate you tuning in thank you and i hope you enjoy this episode with andy schoonover how are you i'm well thanks for having me stoked to be with you are you listening to the episode you made with brett and harry on the meat mafia and i was blown away by what you're doing it's just absolutely amazing never heard of anything like it so i'm glad that you chose to come on and share your story and, and what you're what you're up to with with everyone listening i'm, I'm excited i appreciate the opportunity to, to tell the story it's, it's it's a little bit uh it's a little bit crazy when i started the company and I'm, I'm sure we'll get more into it people thought i was you know batshit crazy for doing what i'm doing um you know but it's 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 fun to change the way that we're doing healthcare so excited to talk more about it absolutely and so i i know that for me, myself, I hear the word healthcare and my eyes kind of start to glaze over. <laughs> it's just like, it's a topic that is so complex and, and boring, but I want to encourage everyone listening to, to hang on because it, there is something deeper here and something really important because this, a lot of this podcast is about health, holistic health, and, and there's a lot going on there and, and the downstream consequence of what, what's going on with, with our health, I think evolves in the, in the healthcare where everyone is, is sick because we have improper information about how to care for the human body. And then now we're all having to pay for this thing called healthcare. And it, the cost has been going up over time. And it seems like it's just this downstream consequence of, a, of our hill health, but it has very real impact on us. And, and I think a lot of people feel helpless. I know I myself, I feel helpless. because It's like, we need healthcare. We have to pay for this. And then we're basically subject to the system. If an accident happens, but you're creating a new path and, and a great path, especially for entrepreneurs or people who want to create a different system. So I, I guess I'm curious how you even came up with this idea in the first place and how you've evolved it over time. I find it fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that we do gloss over when we hear healthcare. I, let me just give you one, one data point that I think 
your listeners will be interested in. I've got a family of four. My family of four saved about $20,000 this year on healthcare. Um, you know, and so it, it could be, I know we'll, we'll, we'll talk for about an hour. It could be, you know, the most profitable hour of your day, just to kind of listen through this and hear, hear the story of how you can save just a, a crap load of money, um, with your healthcare and have much more control over, over your healthcare. And I know that's important to your, your listeners. So I started out back, uh, I knew I wanted to do something entrepreneurial for a long time. Um, I went to Stanford for business school and it's kind of an entrepreneurial place. Um, you know, I saw Steve jobs a couple of times walking up and down university Avenue, the founder of Intel was a professor, um, you know, just an awesome place to be. And, and, um, you know, a lot of my friends went out and did the entrepreneurial thing, went and worked for Google and, and those types of folks. And this was 2006. And a quick funny story is that was, if you've seen the movie, The, the Social Network, um, there's a scene in that movie where Zuckerberg brings all of his buddies from Boston to Silicon Valley and rents a house when he gets out there. Well, the house he rented was our house. Um, so between my first year and second year of business school, um, Zuckerberg and his buddies rented our house from us. <clears throat> and, uh, so I, I got to meet him a couple times and there's a subplot in that movie where he had to go to Eduardo's dad, I think, and get 16 or $18,000 to rent this house. Well, it was our house. Um, there was no <laughs> zip lines from the chimneys. There was a pool in the backyard. And so a lot of it was, uh, was, was kind of right on in the movie, but, um, Anyway, you know, I, I wanted to do something entrepreneurial, so I actually uh, bought a little company, um, and of all places, Dayton, Ohio. So I moved from Silicon Valley to Dayton, Ohio. Everybody was like, are you kidding me? Like, you're crazy. Um, but grew that company from a couple dozen employees from, to several hundred employees over a seven-year period, and we were doing healthcare. And I was kind of like, okay, this healthcare thing is kind of interesting because there's, you know, healthcare is a $4.3 trillion industry, so it's massive. Um, there's a lot of good to be done within healthcare and there's a lot of money to be made within healthcare. <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, this healthcare thing worked out for the first time. And then I sold that company to a private equity firm. I rolled off that and I only had Cobra. Um, so people who have lived through Cobra, it's wickedly expensive. And so I thought my only option was to go and get a healthcare.gov plan. Um, that plan was, I think, $1,200 a month for my family. And I joked that it worked until I had to use it. My little one, who was one at the time, was having recurring ear infections. And so she had a, a we went to the ear, nose, and throat doctor who said she had a hole in her ear, a hole in her eardrum. And so we went and got that fixed at the local hospital and got the bill. It was a 15 minute procedure, got the bill, it was $8,000. And um, I was like, holy crap, $8,000 for 15 minutes. But this is what insurance is for. Like, that's the whole point of having health insurance, right? Well, my, um, my insurance company said it was medically unnecessary, and so they weren't going to pay for it. And so I had to stroke an $8,000 check to the local hospital. And it was at that point where I was like, this insurance thing is a scam. And so I'm not going to do it anymore. And um, so I've been uninsured for something like three and a half years, maybe even longer than that, maybe even four years. And I built a company to help people who are either uninsured or who would like to be free from the tyranny of health insurance <laughs> to be able to, you know, viably get their bills paid. And so that's in essence what crowd health is. Um, we're just, we're just allowing people to, to again, free themselves from health insurance. And it's one of the coolest things that I've ever done for sure. And, and we now have, 
I think we've had a total of almost 7,000 people sign up. Um, we've had 10,000 bills submitted to the platform and every bill that's been submitted to the community has gotten paid. So, um, you know, we're about th almost three years in, two and a half years in and it's working. So it's, it's been a fun journey. Awesome. Wow. So this was a pain point for you and, and you went about by solving it in a creative way by creating crowd health. You're the CEO and, and founder of crowd health, which is, I, I perceive it as a crowdsource based health and insurance. Maybe you have a, a better way of describing it, but you mentioned there that there's 7,000 members and 10,000 bills have been paid, meaning that the members have had health problems. And instead of going to some nebulous entity you know, in the sky, the health insurance corporation, it, it's going to the members and, and they're funding the health care with, with their own, yeah. own wallets. Yeah, I kind of say it's back to the future because it's it's how we've done things for so long, hundreds of years, you know, before health insurance plans, when somebody gets hurt, like the community, you know, gathers around them and helps them in whatever way is possible. And sometimes it's monetarily and sometimes, you know, back in the day, it was, um, you know, going out to the fields and, and harvesting the crops when they couldn't do it because they were sick or whatever it may be. And so, you know, we're trying to bring back that community component of, of healthcare and, you know, back in the 1970s, insurance companies and the government have kind of stuck themselves in between us and other people in our, our neighborhood, our neighbors, if you will. And, you know, what we're trying to do is saying, hey, you know, the government, the health, ins health insurance plans don't need to be in between you and your neighbors. And they surely don't need to be between you and your docs. And so what we're doing is enabling people to pay their bills directly to the doctor um, or pay the doctor directly without health insurance. And therefore the doctors are, um, more willing to give really good rates because they don't have to deal with the bureaucracy of the health insurance plan. So just quickly, how this would work is, you know, if you broke your arm and it was $5,000, we would go to 50 people in the community and say, Hey, would you help case with a hundred bucks? Um, you have an account with us. They send $100 each to, to case. Once you get to 5000 you now have money in your account to go and pay for your, your broken arm. And given you can pay that directly, doctors are like, man, I don't have to bill health insurance. Like, that's amazing. I don't have to get approval from health insurance companies to, you know, to do, you know, to provide you health care. That's amazing. They get 30% of their time back. They reduce their cost by another 30 or 40%. And as such, they're willing to give you much better rates. So that's in essence how we, we work and we can get more into mechanics if you want to, but um, you know, it's just a beautiful thing that you can go into your doctor and pay with a credit card. The doctor gets money immediately and they're fired up about it. They're like, we're so excited. Please send me more, more members of crowd health. Cause they, you know, <laughs> like getting paid um, where it's really, really hard to get paid by health insurance plan and takes a bunch of money and a bunch of people. There are three billers per every doctor in a typical doctor office. So that's the level of bureaucracy that you rip out by going in and, and using a model that, that we're using. Wow. So much more efficient. It's so beautiful and way more elegant. It's better for you, better for me, better for the entire community, the doctors, better for almost everyone except the entire health insurance uh, bureaucracy yeah. that seems to be siphoning off really a lot of energy and efficiency in our economy and, and in our nation. It, it's really pretty tragic just looking at it from a, you know, a quick glance of the way you just described it. How, I'm curious, how did you mention that this is the way things used to be, but how, how did this idea occur to you back when you started the company and started kind of creating it from scratch? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that most of these entrepreneurial companies start because somebody has a pain point, right? Like something really, really hurt. And they're like, I got to fix, I got to fix this. And so, you know, as, as I, I had this pain point, um, and, and I finally quit health insurance, my wife kind of looked at me and said, okay, we don't have health insurance. Like, how are we going to do this? <laughs> you know? And so, you know, it was, it was almost by necessity that I, I started putting together the pieces. And, you know, the first thing that I didn't even know when my daughter um, had that $8,000 surgery, like I didn't know I can negotiate with the hospitals. But in fact, you can negotiate with the hospitals and it's very, very easy to do. And so we started there, you know, like, okay, if we have a, a big health event, I can go and negotiate with the hospital. And so that $8,000 bill, we probably could have gotten for $2,000. I mean, that's the level of negotiation power that we have. And so what about a really big one? You know, the way that I was going to figure it out is like, okay, if I had a big one, like a cancer or something. Well, you know, you can stretch those payments out over a pretty long period of time. That's the worst case scenario. But what if I had a bunch of other people who are willing to say, you know what, I hate health insurance too, and I want to be in the a community with you, and I'm willing to help you out um, if something goes on, right? And so the bigger you can get this community, the more people you have to be like, okay, I'm willing to help you, Andy. I'm, I'm willing to be a part of this community. Um, and so that's ultimately kind of what we've done is we put together this community where everybody's you know, held up their hand and said, Hey, I'm, I'm willing to help other people in the community if, if something else goes on. Um, and so, you know, when I, when I send that a hundred dollars to be able back to your example, where you had that $5,000 broken arm, um, I'm actually telling them a little bit about case. I'm telling them like, has case been a really good member of the community? So for the last 10 times, somebody's asked case for money. Has he said, yes, 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 yes. Or has he said, no, 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 no. Right. Because if you said, yes, 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 like, okay, you're a good member of the community. Like, I want to help you out. If you said, no, 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 then it's like, you haven't helped anybody else out. I want to help you out, right? And so it's not too different than, you know, com other communities that we're a part of that, like, hey, if you're a good member, like, I'm willing to help you. Um, if you're not, then it's kind of like, why are you even here? You know? um, and so, you know, we, we, we tell people a little bit about you when you submit that bill. And so they can voluntarily say, you know, yes or no to, to helping case out and, in, in the, you know, in his bill. So, like I said, it's worked, you know, beautifully over the last, you know, couple of years. And I think it's something like 97 or 98 percent of the time we ask people, they say yes. So, um, yeah, it's worked great. And it's a really it is a really beautiful thing. And it's it's reason why I'd like to kind of maybe dwell on this underlying fundamental principle of crowd health for a moment, just the power of, of community is it is certainly something that is lacking in our lives. And, and it's a principle that could be applied in many different domains, but you've taken it and applied it to health insurance. And I, I'm curious of, of a, a few things about this, but first, just with the underlying foundation, how, how did you go from saying, okay, we don't have health insurance to being like, I'm going to build an entire community community of people yeah. who think like I do, who are going to be like collaborating in this method. Because now that you've got it running and, and it's working and it's beautiful, it's like, great. But like, imagine that's a daunting idea to come up with from scratch and then actually build out to the point where it's working beautifully. I'm really curious about how you went from ideation and like what formulated that idea? Like, were you always enamored with community? Did you read it in a book? Did you like stumble upon a, in like a, a, an idea from the sky? Or like, how did that actually manifest in your life? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good question. And I, I wish I would have like taken better notes three or four years ago when I started the company to figure it out. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I, I just feel like I've got an entrepreneurial spirit. And if I see a problem, I'm going to figure out how to solve it. Um, and so let's get creative in the way that we can solve it. And, you know, oftentimes within healthcare, as you said, starting the show, it's like so daunting that people are like, I don't even know where to start like on this. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a little bit of healthcare experience. And so I understood the industry, you know, better than probably your normal, you know, person walking along the, the, the street. And so I had a little bit of background. I was like, I think I can do this. The other benefit I have that, you know, I had that others don't is um, I didn't need a salary. Um, you know, my first company went great. Um, and so I didn't really need to do this. This is one of those things where it was more of a passion project. And so if it is a passion project, if it's missional, then, you know, it is much easier to just trudge through it and get to get, get, get something done as opposed to doing it just to make, to make money. And I always say like, when I hire people, I hire missionaries. I don't, I don't hire mercenaries, you know, meaning like I want people who are on mission to say like, this healthcare system sucks. We've got to fix it. Um, we have 200,000 people every year, or excuse me, 200,000 families every year that go bankrupt because they have a big health event, even though they have health insurance. Like, let's do it for that two, those 200,000 people. Let's do it for all these people who are paying, you know, 10 or $20,000 a year for their health care and not using it at all, right? Like a lot of your listeners, I know your, your podcast are sitting, probably sitting there being like, man, I'm healthy. I take care of myself. I work out three, four, five, six times a week. I eat right. And I have to pay $10,000 or $20,000 or whatever it is for healthcare. Like that seems absolutely ridiculous to me. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, I want to, I want to help those people who are doing the right things, taking care of themselves, aren't going to be the ones with chronic conditions when they're seventies and eighties and not be a suck on society. Like I want to help those people get really great healthcare um, but not have to pay, you know, a ridiculous amount of money for it. Like that's what we're missionally about. And so, you know, our average customer is 34. Uh, the BMI we just looked at the other day is like five points lower than the national average. Um, these are a lot of people who, you know, take kind of self-sovereignty, you know, personal responsibility as a very high priority in their lives. And so we've got a good group of people who, you know, act right and, do what they need to do and not everybody, but most. And so you're, you're in a community of those types of people who are like, man, I want to, I want to help people in the community like that. Right. Like that's going to lower cost, you know, overall. I mean, one cool, quick story and sorry for rambling, but like we had a guy who we, we limit um, your weight um, to 240. Um, we make exceptions for people who have, you know, significantly high muscle mass, but like 240 is a limit. We had a guy who was like 260 and he's like, I really want to be a member of crowd health. And I was like, all right, dude, like lose 20 pounds, you know, like, and here's three or four different ways to, to do it. Um, and the guy lost, I think he's down to like 195 now. He's a member of crowd health. And he reached out on Twitter and he's like, dude, you wouldn't believe this. I just came in third in a triathlon um, because I've been working so hard. And I'm like, our system should be set up to incentivize people to get their act together and do the things that they need to do with their bodies, right? So that we don't have 70% of our, you know, population being overweight and 40% being obese and things like that. And so 
Um, that's what gets us fired up. You can't tell I got a lot of energy around this. Like that's what gets us fired up is like, man, I want to incentivize people to take care of themselves so they can run around the backyard with their grandkids when they're 80 years old. Like that's beauty. Like it's not just about money. It's like, how do we live better lives? And I kind of say, live hard, die fast, right? Like I want to live really, really well. And then I want to die quickly, not over three years in, you know, a nursing home, like because of a chronic condition. Like I want to be out running when I'm 80 years old and like just fell, fell out of my face and be gone. Right. Like that's the way I want to die. And I think if we take care of our bodies, like that's ultimately the way that, that most of us who take care of ourselves are going to die. You're just going to not wake up one day or you're going to be working out and something's going to happen. And you're going to be gone. Like praise God, like that's the way I want to go. So sorry for rambling. I get fired up about, you know, getting people together on mission to really like live more fulfilling lives. And I think you can do that through healthcare. So anyway, that's, that's the mission behind this. Thank you for that ramble. That was beautiful. And that got me fired up as well. And it, and it dovetails perfectly off what we were talking about with the power of community, where there, there's, there's an extra layer of what you just described, like that passion, that energy, where it's like, we can, we can work together to be more than just, I'm paying a dollar, you know, money for this thing. And um, it's this transactional commercial relationship. The community element is we're inspiring each other to be better and to live more and have a higher quality of life. And, and that is, is something that a lot of people are, are, are missing with this. And, and you're bringing it back through the vessel of, of health insurance, which is just awesome. And I, I'm curious now, are within the crowd health community, are people engaging in, in conversation of this manner? Are they collaborating in ways beyond simply funding health insurance? Or how, how does that play out? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's playing out in a couple different ways. And I, I'm, I'll kind of bring it back to kind of the status quo is health insurance. And the status quo is one where if you get hurt, you think that health insurance is screwing you because you're paying these big premiums every month, right? And so just human behavior is like, if I'm being screwed and now I I, 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 I need money, like I'm going to s- extract as much value out of that system as possible because we're in like an enemy type of relationship here with our health insurance plans. The cool thing with crowd health is in these communities, like people know that they're in a community. And so I'm not hurting some big corporation. I'm, I'm hurting another human being, right? Like if I try to extract as much value out of this, like I'm hurting Case who's in my community and Andy who's in the community. It's not United Healthcare. Like that's just much more difficult to do. So we had a guy with colon cancer um, and he's like, he, he reached out to us. He's like, look, you know, I have colon cancer. I want the absolute best care possible. Um, but I don't want to screw the community. So can you please help me find, you know, good, good prices for the procedures that I need. Right. And I'm like, who, who would ever do that? Right. Like typically you're just like throw down an insurance card and be like, I don't really care what it costs, you know? And so people are actually like thinking about the community. Um, one other one that's, I thought was just amazing was we had this, uh, 19 year old in, um, Tennessee who, who last summer got her fingers chopped off in a boating accident. And so, you know, and, and as you can probably imagine, like tens of thousands of dollars in, in bills. And um, so we sent this out to the community. We said, Hey, this is what happened. And we had people come back where we asked for a hundred dollars and they came back and said, Hey, like I couldn't imagine being 19 years old and losing, you know, a limb basically like, can I give $200 instead of a hundred dollars? And it's again, it's like you would never call United Healthcare and say, "Can I pay a more 
higher premium this month just because I'm feeling altruistic. Like it just would never, ever happen. Right. And so the cool thing about this is like my money, I know exactly where it's going. You know, it's not getting sent to some big corporation and they decide who to pay and who not to pay. It's like, no, no, my my money is helping Abby, who's 19 in Tennessee because she had a big health event. Like that's a beautiful thing, I think. And that's where the, the community can kind of, you know, collaborate with each other and help each other out. We're trying to build some more tools where, you know, if I help Case, Case can then, you know, say, hey, thank you. Or I can send a, a note to Case and be like, man, I'm, you're in my thoughts and prayers, Case. Like, I hope you get better. Like, I'm trying to, we're trying to create some back and forth with that within the, within the app. It's on our, you know, dev plan um, for 2024. So we're trying to get more of that. Um, and if anybody who's listening to this has any great ideas on how to continue to kind of build that community, since it's such an important you know part of what we do. I, I'm, I'm all ears. So um, we're, we're trying the best that we can do to keep that community, even though it's digital, it's a digital community. But I think, you know, we've seen within social media platforms and things like that, some of these digital communities can be very, very powerful. Yeah, it is. It is cool to think about. And those are awesome stories and examples, because I, I imagine that feels good for the person paying to be able to know, okay, this is Abby, she's hurt herself, and I'm going to send extra money. Like there, there's a there's a feedback, there's a flow there that mm-hmm. the generosity is going to have a greater impact on the person paying and funding that. And, and they'll be able to feel good about themselves for days, probably weeks, months, maybe. And, and it's like whole rest of their life could be if, if they're like really, you know, sentimental about it. It's like, that's so much different than paying a faceless bill to the corporation every month through health insurance. And that, that is impactful. Like that psychological component is is big and I, I guess one thing that comes up to mind as, as a random idea is like what if people were clumped through zip code and you could have crowd health you know fitness meetups where people could meet up yeah. and you know go for jogs or something yeah we we had a um we were at a, a um a convention let's see it was back in i think it was may was it may no july it was in july in miami and we um and in, in this convention we had like a little uh uh crowd health happy hour. And so, uh, we, I think we had somewhere between hundred and 150 people, crowd health members show up at this, at this crowd health happy hour. So it was, it was fun getting, getting to see everybody and getting to know folks and, and things like that, because we had interacted on Twitter or something like, you know, now you can see a face with a name or a Twitter handle or whatever. And so it was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to, to see. And everybody was like fired up, fired up about healthcare. And as you said, like, it's hard to get fired up about healthcare um, <laughs> because it's it's so daunting and it's so ridiculous and everybody hates it. And so I hope you don't get like two views on this because people see like healthcare. I don't, I'm not interested. But um, you know, hopefully those who have listened are like, okay, this can be interesting and and valuable to me. Like I said, you can save a ton of money doing this. I think it's probably worthwhile to be like, hey, for a single person, um, it's 175 bucks a month. And so, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's significantly less than if you're going to healthcare.gov, it's probably less than if you're getting paid by your employer for your healthcare. Um, and so, and again, your help, that money is, is going to not a corporation, it's going to other people. And so I think you can probably look at those dollars a little bit differently. Um, for a family of four, it's, you know, right around 600 bucks a month. Um, and so it's, you know, still, I was paying 1200 this year if I was on Obamacare it would have been 1400 so instead of paying 1400 a month I'm paying 6 or 600 a month um and there's no huge deductibles either 
So the, the other way this works is for Obamacare this year, I would have a $14,000 deductible, meaning I have to pay the first $14,000 and I have to pay $1,400 a month. So in essence, I'm paying almost $30,000 before, um, you know, the crowd health or be, before the health insurance plan pays anything with crowd health, I'm paying around $6,000 and the first 500 bucks of any health event. So, you know, unfortunately, uh, three weeks ago, I went to the ER for something. I'm fine. It was a total fluke thing, but the bill was $20,000. Um, and so with crowd health, I'm paying the first 500 and the community is picking up the rest. If I was under health insurance, I'd have to pay the first 14,000 and then the community would pick up the rest. So I saved 13,500 of deductible this year and I saved, you know, seven or eight, $800 a month. So that's another $10,000 a year. I saved $24,000 this year by using crowd health versus having a healthcare.gov plan. Um, and that's a family of four. So, um, you know, it'd be less than that if I was a single person and more than that, probably if I had more, more folks in my family, but that gives you a sense of like how much more efficient this is than, you know, your, your typical health insurance plan. It's astounding. And what's coming to mind is the, the best fit for a crowd health. I know anybody could, but I'm just thinking of like the top tier would be entrepreneurs, right? Because they are, you know, not being offered a insurance plan by the employer. So they have to go find their own on the open market, which is <laughs> the options there are pretty bad. And crowd health is such a superior option to, to what yeah. is currently available. Our, our number one group of people are entrepreneurs. So they're entrepreneurs, freelancers, gig workers. I kind of put those all in the entrepreneurial basket. They're like, I don't want to work for the man. Like, I don't want to work for a big corporation. I want to work for myself. And so that's our, the number one by far group of, of people who are crowd health members. Interesting, the number two are doctors and nurses. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they see the, the stupidity of this system. And so they're like, I want to get involved too. And so the medical profession is our number number two, funny enough. Um, so yeah, we, we love the entrepreneurs and they just have this like personal responsibility ethic that works really, really well within our, our community, right? Like they'll, they'll want to know like, Hey, I want to go get the best doctor at the best price. Like that's almost a game for them. Like, you know, I want to game this system and you can game the system. So, um, you know, we've got some crazy scenarios where this one woman in, uh, in Arizona, actually, I think she's having her surgery today. The local hospital, uh, brain surgery, um, her local hospital told her it was going to be $77,000 to have this surgery. And so we said, Hey, can we look for a, another doctor for you? And we found one that was like, I think 10 miles down the road that was at a better hospital, a better doctor. And he's charging something like $27,000 for the same surgery. So we went 10 miles down the road and this woman, you know, the, or the community, you know, saved $50,000 and wow. that's how screwed up our system is. I mean, it's, it's, and I, I have story after story after story like that. And it's just like, if people allow us to find them a really great doc, we can find them a really great doc at a reasonable price. And that means, you know, the community is, you know, have, has to pitch in less that month to help, you know, people with their, with their bills. So um, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool thing. And it's just kind of maximizing the inefficiencies of the healthcare market. Um, and that's why we're so much less expensive than your typical health plan. It's awesome. And I have a few questions coming to mind. These may be a bit of a tangent, but um, mm -hmm. with something like socialized 
healthcare. I know that's a big topic, but just in general, a lot of people think, well, our healthcare should be like Canada, where it's just part of part of our taxes and it's all free versus, you know, some of these issues that we see are, would be part of like an open, mm-hmm. you know, just a consequence of capitalism, I guess, in a way. But what, what do you think about those two options versus what crowd health, which seems to be almost something in the middle of, of those two to me? What, what, what are your thoughts on something like social, socialized medicine as, as a potential solution? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've always said, like, you work for whoever pays you, you know, and right now your doctor is primarily getting paid by insurance companies and the government. And so the, the doctors don't work for you. Like, you know, you may be sitting there in their room, but they actually are working for the insurance companies and the government um, because that's who's paying them. And so, you know, one of the things that, again, a bunch of cool stories around this, but like once you start paying the doctor directly, the relationship changes. The doctor now works for you, right? I'll give you a quick example. A part of this, you know, ER thing I had, I had to go to the cardiologist. And so the cardiologist is like, hey, I need you to get a test. I was like, great, let me go get a test. So I went and got this test. And he's like, you know what? If you had insurance, I'd ask you to come back and we could go and review your test. But since you're um, you're paying me directly, can I just call you on the telephone? And I won't charge you. I'll just have a quick conversation. I'm like, you mean I can save like probably an hour or two out of my day and not have to sit in a doctor's office and not have to pay your $200 and 50, $250 fee and you can just call me? Like, hell yeah, I will do that, right? <laughs> and, so, and so just the dynamic changes between doctor and patient. And so like, I think that that doctor, that doctor patient relationship is gold. Um, I don't think an insurance company or a government should get in between that. And so if you go to socialized medicine, yes, it will be probably a little bit cheaper than what we're currently paying. Um, you know, our members are getting about 125% rates that are about 125% of Medicare. So 25% more than Medicare. Um, and so would you pay 25% more to have that doctor patient relationship go wherever you can want? Um, I say yes to that. Um, and you don't have these long wait line lists that you have in, in Canada, Canada, you know, I think has like a six or nine month wait list on, you know, very kind of run of the mill, you know, surgeries, right? So are you, you know, you can wait like, um, and so, you know, I, I just don't, I don't like the socialized medicine because I, I don't, I don't want, I don't think the government should be involved in my healthcare. I think it should be between me and the, me and my doctor. So, you know, that's the way that I, I feel about it. And will you save a little bit of money? You know, maybe, but let's be very, very clear. That's not free, right? You are paying for it through your taxes, you know? And so they have much higher taxes than we have. And so, you know, I'd prefer to again, lower our taxes and let us have the you know, patient doctor relationship where I'm paying that person in, in cash. And then if there's a big health event, have a community of people who are willing to back me up in some of these big health events so that I don't have, you know, financial, um, you know, issues as a result of big health events. I mean, that's the whole point. Um, and so we've had zero people go bankrupt. We've had zero people take on medical debt as a result of crowd health. Like I said, been around for two and a half years now, 7,000 people total have signed up. So that's a lot. That's a pretty big, you know, sample size. Um, and so it's it's working. I think this could be the way that we we all do it. And it's, that's kind of the vision. That's awesome. And you're at the point now where you've proven it works. You've got a large sample size. So now it's like, okay, everybody, come on board. Is, is there a point where you think the scaling um, of crowd health would get too big? Is that like, is that ever a problem, or, or do you not see that as a, as an issue? Yeah, you know what we're doing and and right now is what we've we're setting up what we're calling little crowds 
And so we, we think the community component is so important that there are crowds that you are in, you know, the founders crowd is what we're calling it, which is just people who started from the beginning, who've been with us for a while. They're in the founders crowd. We're setting, we, we've set up another crowd. Um, we have found that with kind of the self-sovereignty, personal responsibility, um, you know, people who in Bitcoin um, really like what we're doing. And so we have a Bitcoin crowd where the Bitcoin crowd members are helping each other with their expenses. And so I'd like to put together a, you know, a fitness crowd for people who are into fitness or a keto carnivore crowd who are people into keto and carnivore or, you know, maybe even like a faith-based crowd for people who are of a certain faith. And so if you can have a community, find a community that resonates with you, we think there'll be behavioral changes in that. And so, you know, look for in five years, I hope we have, you know, 20 different communities that you can choose from. Each one has 10,000 members in it. And so it's small enough that you actually feel like you're a part of the community, but big enough so that if something really big were to happen, you have lots of people there to help you. Um, that's ultimately where we, where we want to go. So, um, and I, I think that's, that's a reasonable thing. So we're, we're, we're looking at some building some, some new communities of, of people that have shared interests. You think you'll make a, a raw milk crowd for people who like raw milk? Hell yeah. If, if, look, if I can get, you know, a thousand or 1500 people to, who like raw milk and they want to put together a raw milk crowd, like, let's do it. Let's put together a raw milk crowd. I'm in. I'm in. The meat mafia guys will be my will be my sponsors of that because I know they love their their raw milk. I was talking to my wife about it this weekend. I was like, man, we gotta get get some raw milk. We gotta we gotta make this happen. Um, so I like the idea. Awesome. You know, uh, email us hey at joincrowdhealth.com if you want to be a part of the raw milk. If you want to be like the first members of the raw milk crowd, then please let us know. And here's what we'll do uh, for this podcast. We will put up together a promo code. It, it, we'll, we'll call it raw milk. So R-A-W-M-I-L-K, all one word. If you use raw milk as your promo code and you sign up, then we will, and once we get to a thousand of you who put raw milk in there, then we will start a raw milk crowd. We'll give you uh, 99 bucks for three months and that'll be your promo. Um, so anybody who's listening to that 99 bucks for three months, use raw milk as your promo. And, uh, and we'll get you set up. Perfect. We'll have a link down below for easy access to that one. And, uh, you know, it, the people I've noticed there's, there's a, there's a trend of, of people who drink raw milk. They seem to be pretty cool and, uh, pretty healthy. So we'll have, we'll have that, uh, that, uh, community built out on, on cut health and in no time. And there's, uh, and they all look like you and the meat mafia guys. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so who would you want to fund your healthcare? Would you want to send it to the guy who's 340 pounds, who's eaten, you know, chocolate brownies on the couch? Or do we want the guys like you and the meat mafia guys who are, you know, eating raw milk, who eat lots of animal protein, who I'm assuming I'm, I'm making some assumptions about you yeah. case, but I'm, if you, if you listen to the meat mafia guys, I know a little bit about you already, but that's the importance of that community, right? Like that community, they're like, man, I want to be a part of these other people who are doing the same thing. So like if something bad happens to them, it's not because they're eating like crap. It's probably just like bad shit happens sometimes, you know, um, you know, I, our number one expense is pregnancies. So we got a lot of people who, who are having babies. Like, I don't know what it is. It's, it's water in the water or something with crowd health. <laughs> um, but the number two expense is active injuries. Like, so these are people who are out doing active things under the sun 
and it just happens. Like people tear ACLs, tear Achilles, you know, face plant on mountain bikes, like that stuff just happens. And I'm like, if I'm going to fund healthcare costs, like I want to fund that stuff. Like people who are actually being active, thriving in life and just something bad happens because it's going to happen. Like it's just, it just is. Um, I was in the ER, like I said, three weeks ago or three or four weeks ago. And it was just a random, bad, stupid thing that happened. And it's just like, it had nothing to do with the fact that I'm, you know, on keto, I'm 180 pounds. I'm six, two, like I'm, I'm in shape. I work out four times a week. Like it just happens sometimes. So, um, you know, if there's anybody else out there that wants to, you know, help out other people and, you know, the same kind of demographic as you come and come and hang out with us. You're not giving your money to a big corporation. You're giving money directly to another person. That's probably a lot like you. What did happen to you a few weeks ago? Yeah, I was on a, I was on a, a Zoom call like this, and all of a sudden, I could not speak. I could not. Words were not coming out of my mouth, like, and they were gobbledygook. And so I thought I was having a stroke. Um, so went to the ER and and um, just found out that I have migraines. Um, and so I have a, a really bad migraine. It's called a migraine with an aura that you know when people in their forties and their fifties get. I mean, I. I I don't know what the source of that was. Um, you know, I was, I don't know, seven or eight days into a carnivore, you know, thing. So I was like eating, I mean, well, um, you know, I think sometimes like when you go hard on carnivore or even keto, like there's an electrolyte issue that I may not have been, you know, satisfying appropriately. And so I'm not sure exactly what happened, but again, it just, it happened. Unfortunately, it's a migraine. So if it happens again, I know what's going on. It's not that I'm having a stroke. It's just I'm having a, a migraine. Um, so yeah, just one of those crappy things, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, it's one of the weird things about life where it's just like, we'll be chugging along, doing everything right, or so we think, or based on everything that we're aware of. And then all of a sudden, like something will just happen out of the blue. It, it's so bizarre. And that, that's why health insurance is such you know, helpful thing to have and why it's a great innovation that our society has created, although it's become dilapidated over time and you're regenerating it to be something new and awesome. But it's like this, these things just happen. Like I was washing a knife the other day and just like sawed it into my finger just because I was, you know, wasn't paying attention, yeah. didn't, have, didn't go to the hospital, but it was like close to the point where I was like, should I go get stitches for this? It's not, not stopping the, the blood, but yeah, it's like these, these things, they just, they're unavoidable and it's you know, a bummer part of life, but we just got to, you know, do the best we can to, to do what we can with it, I guess. And yeah, it's definitely yeah. helpful to have a community that, that has our back and, and that is going through similar things. And there was something you mentioned earlier that I'd, I'd love to learn more about. And it was about the, the, the fitness requirements or the health requirements to sign up for, for crowd health. What does that entail? And like, how did you formulate that? Cause it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I, I think again, it was like, I want to incentivize people to, you know, get healthy. Um, and so we, we started, you know, a weight limit, and we have actually been bringing that weight limit down over time um, in hopes that we could, you know, incentivize people or encourage people um, to, you know, to lose, to lose weight, to eat better. We do a ton of education at Crowd Health too, around like nutrition and diet and things like that. Um, about once every two months, we give away a free book, you know, and a lot of that stuff has to do with nutrition. Um, so we gave away, I don't know if you know, Peter Atia. he's, he's a pretty well-known doctor, his, his book outlive 
I think we gave away like a couple hundred copies of that book to our members who wanted them. And so we're trying to get people to be, be healthier in the way that they, you know, they live. And so um, we're down to 240. It probably will go down, you know, another 10 or 20 pounds next year. Um, and so that's the one. And then two is smokers. If you're a smoker, we just don't, you know, we don't do it. Um, so those are the only two. And then if you're over 65, we, you can't join, but that's less about your health and more about a regulatory issue that we can't regulatorily, you know, have people over 65 pay cash for things that Medicare will pay for. So it's just, we can't do it. Um, so those are the only kind of three things that we're, we keep people out of the community for, you know, if you have a a pre-existing condition, um, then we ask you to own your own pre-existing condition for the first two years, and then the community will help you out with it after that. So we've got lots of people with thyroid, hyper hypothyroidism. You know, we got a lot of people with high or a high blood pressure. You know, those types of things, and those those meds to control those are like so inexpensive. Um, you know, I have a family member who's on crowd health and has, I think, hyperthyroidism and high blood pressure. And, you know, those two meds to control that was like 20 bucks a month. So it's really inexpensive. And we, we, we give you access to really low cost meds, again, by ripping the middleman out of that equation. And so you have access to things that are, you know, 10, 20 bucks a month. And so people are, you know, more than willing to, to pay that for the first couple of years to be a part of the community. But those are the only kind of um, you know, limitations on, on who can join or what, what we will fund. That's really fascinating. And it makes me think how some people, they get healthy and they get off meds over time. And for example, I, I made a podcast episode with this guy, Steve Hendricks. He's uh, wrote a book called the oldest cure in the world. It's about multi-day fasting. He did a, a two week fast up in a, that was at the true North health center. So that's a fasting center where you go and do these really long fasts and he got off four different prescriptions and he hasn't gone back. It was for Incredible. things like anti-anxiety, anti-depression, um, sleeping at night. It's so like these people do get off medications that they're on long-term. Is there a protocol or a plan within crowd health to help people transition from uh, prescription to more natural living? Or is that kind of not even allowed? No, I mean, I think it's a great idea. We haven't really even thought about it because not a lot of people, some people use prescriptions, not a lot of people don't. So we got a pretty healthy group, but I think it's a really good idea. And, and you know, and I, I think that the other thing too that we realize with an insurance fueled system is that doctors do medication first and nutrition second. And they do nutrition second because none of them have studied nutrition. And, you know, they, it's something like six to 10 hours of your entire medical school journey is on nutrition. Um, the association of internal medicine does, I think you've got to get like recertified every 10 years or something like that. If you're an internal medicine doc and last year's, uh, test had zero questions on nutrition. This is internal medicine. Like this is people who are supposed to be knowing what's going on internally within your body and how to impact those things. And there's zero on nutrition. And so doctors just don't understand nutrition. And so that's, that's one of the big, I think, challenges with our system, because all these, you know, pharmaceutical companies are like, screwed nutrition, eat what you want, we'll try to figure it out with meds, not fully, and we don't think we fully understand how these meds are truly impacting our body chemistry, and, you know, ultimately leading to worse outcomes instead of better outcomes. So 
Um, yeah, I'm, we, we are very forward thinking in terms of nutrition and we try to get our people, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm keto slash carnivore, depending upon the, the day you talk to me. Um, and I, I think that's just one of the, you know, things that have helped me be, you know, fairly healthy over the last five years. And so is my family. Um, you know, my, my little ones, not as much, but most of us are kind of a keto, keto carnivore type of, of eater. So, and I would say probably a third, maybe even more than that are keto carnivore folks within the community. So it's a, it's a big group of big group of people. It's very cool. And, and there's, there's something about that just the energy of, of one of sovereignty that you mentioned with, with entrepreneurship, it, it, Oh, that spills in the diet as well. And then that typically draws people into more of the, you know, keto carnivore direction. And it, the unfortunate thing about our, you know, the medical system being educated in nutrition, even if they were educated in nutrition, it would pro- probably be not, you know, true nutrition and probably that's be totally true. Like- yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like a blessing and a curse. You're like, it's kind of a, it's kind of a curse because they have known nothing about nutrition, but it's probably good that they know nothing about nutrition because the, all the nutrition advice that I see is somehow fueled by pharma and big food and all these kinds of things who want you to, you know, and who wants you to look at the food pyramid and say, oh, you know, the core of our diet should be grain heavy, low cost, highly processed crap. And so, you know, and then you have the meat kind of almost at the very top. That's like just a little tiny bit. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's good that they haven't been been educated. But that means that we that folks like us have the responsibility to educate people. Um, you know, we have to kind of get through some of the barriers there of like, oh, I thought that, um, you know, I'm supposed to be eating lots of, you know, Cheerios in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And and it's making me think even, even with a deeper and this deeper level, you're a brilliant guy and, and you've been doing entrepreneurship for, for a while and now doing this, this completely new thing, crowd health, that's really changing the world and has a ton of potential. How, how do you see the way the American system is operating. It seems like to me that a lot of these industrial systems are, are just way outdated and it seems like we're potentially headed for some big collapse. But what gives me hope are, is, is exactly what you're doing. Something like crowd health, things like carnivore, Bitcoin, these, these emerging new ideas that give us a, a new opportunity, a new hope. Do you, do you, are you hopeful for the future that we'll be able to innovate our way out of this mess or are you, are you more pessimistic about a, some sort of coming crash? Yeah, I mean, it depends upon the day. <laughs> it depends upon the day. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm generally hopeful or else I wouldn't be, you know, doing this. Right. I mean, I, but you know, look, and I, I, I say this, um, carefully because I don't want it to look at, at like, you know, some solicitation, but it's like, if, if you, if you see a, a system that is going awry, that is going to collapse, I think given your audience, um, we're seeing a food system that is going awry and could collapse. We're seeing a monetary system that's going awry and could collapse. A healthcare system, like you've got to support alternatives, right? You can't sit here and say, "I this healthcare system sucks," but I'm going to go and continue to fuel it, like put my money towards it. Like you can't do that, right? You can't go, "Hey, I'm a Bitcoiner. I'm in the Bitcoin Commons in Austin right now. You can probably see it and see it in back of me." Um, I can't say that I think the monetary system is going to, to to explode, but then not support Bitcoin companies who are trying to give me a parallel economy, a par- parallel monetary economy. Like you've got to to vote with your dollars and help some of these companies who are spending tons of money trying to figure out some parallel ways of doing things that will 
I think ultimately not be parallel, but will be the main ways of doing things. But we just need support from, you know, from your your followers um, who are doing this. So we're, I'm just trying to get the, the 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 word out there to say, hey, come come help these companies because they're building cool things. But that's it costs money. I mean, this is I'm I'm twelve million dollars into this company. Um, and so and I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it because I truly want to like I, I want to help you know, people who have gotten screwed by our system. Like that's ultimately my, my goal. Um, you know, and I, if, if this goes really, really well and we sell it for lots and lots of money, like I kind of joke, like I'm going to go buy a new fishing rod. Like, that's what I want. Like, this is not me like accumulating, you know, wealth and crap. It's like truly is like trying to help, you know, re kind of build a system that has been so broken. Um, so that's the only thing I ask you, your, your members, like, or your listeners, like, Hey, go, go follow some of these companies. If it's crowd health, great. If it's not like, that's fine too. But like, go support some of these companies that, that are trying to build a parallel, parallel system to something that is, that is probably going to fall apart. I agree. We, we do have the power to build the parallel system to build the more beautiful world our hearts know as possible. And, and you're doing this with, with your creative energy. And I can tell by what you're doing, it's not for the intention of money. It's for the intention of creating a better world. I can hear it through the stories that you're sharing and, and through the way that you describe what you're doing. And I really appreciate the work that you are doing every day and the time that you spent sharing these stories with me. And I'd, I'd like to give you some opportunity here to, to say anything that you maybe didn't share you'd like to conclude with. And of course, down below, we'll have the raw milk community for people who want to or who are enthused to get Let's started. And I encourage everyone who's interested to, to sign up and, and, and get going with it and, and, before we do conclude, I'd love to give you some space in here to say anything, last words. And I've really enjoyed hearing everything that you've, you've shared. And thank you. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on again. And, and um, join crowd health is where you can find us um, online. Join crowdhealth.com. Um, join crowd health is kind of our handle at all the, the social media um, platforms. And so come in and join us. Uh, we, we kind of get fun and a little sassy about the system. Um, food system and healthcare system, monetary system too, primarily. Um, we do have, like I said, a, a Bitcoin community. And so, um, you know, if you're into Bitcoin, you can join the Bitcoin community. We're, we're launching a, um, a light, a, a way to fund each other over, over lightning um, in January or February of next year. So if you're into the Bitcoin community and you want to support a Bitcoin company, we'd love that as well. Um, if you're not into Bitcoin company, you know, Bitcoin, then we have a, you know, a dollar, you know, denominated community is, is, as well. And so that they're both, you know, big enough to get some of these big, big bills. And we've, and by the way, we pay bills from, help people get paid, build pays from like a $49 pediatric visit to, uh, you know, surgeries that are, are several hundred thousands of dollars. So, you know, this is for the big ones and the small ones. Um, so go to joincrowdhealth.com if you have any questions. Um, there's a link on the very, very bottom that if you want to actually talk to somebody, you can set up a call with somebody to, to talk about some more questions. So use, use raw milk three, three months for 99 bucks a month per person. So would love for you to get that community started. Awesome. Andy, thank you. Thanks guys.